All right, hey, welcome back in uh, to our first actual episode of Antioch Tulsa's Relational Values. While all six of them are amazing, this dude's kind of the top dog. Hopeful expectation. And uh, I got my good buddy, Gabe. We go back, I don't know, seven, eight years? How long has it been? Yeah, upwards of ten. Upwards of of ten. Wow, these guys uh, thought it was a good idea to uproot their lives and, and move with us into this Antioch Tulsa journey. So, bro, it is good to have you, man. Uh, thanks for being here. It's good to be here. And you said twins. Yes. Pray for us. <laughs> uh, right on. Well, hey, hopeful expectation. The reason it is um, kind of the one that is above everything else is because we see Jesus practicing this in Throughout the Gospel of John, he's always saying, you only see what the Father's doing. I'm only doing what the Father's doing. And the way we've defined it is right here, hopeful expectation. We look to discover and offer God's goodness in our relationships. And so, bro, I would love to hear just kind of an overview. How has hopeful expectation looked in your life over the last, I don't know, we've been practicing this nine months, 12 months? Mm Mm-hmm. Or even going back to our, our lives in Fort Collins. Yeah. It's really been a perspective change for me. It, I think hopeful expectation out of all six, because it's like the top dog or kind of think of it as an umbrella, it has really challenged me to change my perspective and what I'm expecting to encounter throughout the day. And I just have a tendency to kind of get into the grind of things and I start expecting the worst and the worst and the worst and then takes takes something to something drastic for me to snap out of that you know and so it's been it's been this awesome sweet discipline of transforming my mind on the daily basis and expecting to give and receive God's goodness every single day gives me something to look forward to every single day yeah, it's the idea that um, God's not a genie that shows up occasionally, but He's at work all the time. Yes, in everything. Absolutely. And choosing to believe that is a choice, and it takes faith. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would find culturally just things like, oh, it's the Mondays, or even the term "the grind," like it puts a lot of that pressure on ourselves in our work, in our relationships, and kind of takes God out of the equation. And I find that doesn't work well in life. Um, But okay, so how would you say uh, Jesus embodied this value or practiced this value? Yeah, I see it in a couple places. I see it first in Hebrews 12. And maybe this is what drew me to the scripture in the first place. But I remember reading it for the first time. And it just, my soul just latched onto it. And I'm like, for the joy set before him. And so this is the very first scripture I ever memorized in my life. But I find it so significant because he endured the cross because he had joy set before him. He had something better to look forward to on the other side of the cross. And despite all the suffering, despite what all the lead up to the cross, um, he had something that he was looking forward to at the end of the day. Um, and at, you know, at, at the end of the days, you know, he, it's just, it, it encompassed everything, I believe. 
And I can see that in his daily actions with how he encountered people, how he encountered and treated um, the people in in the stories that are written down in the Bible. He was just so kind to people. He was, I'm assuming, you know, tired and totally. <laughs> maxed out and pretty stretched. Like, especially, I can see that very clearly in the story of the woman at the well where he's been walking through the heat of the day and he takes a rest at the well while they go get lunch and he's tired and hungry. And I'm like, okay, that's not a recipe for success. <laughs> but he treats this woman so kindly. You yeah, know? the Samaritan in that. Yes. There's a, a, a racial divide. And there's a racial divide. You know, he's, he's, man, just put me like at lows in that situation and I would not treat the attendant as kindly as he does you know so it puts on display jesus's internal world and how he not only related but expected god to relate back yes yes and it's like he was he talks about it later he's talking about how he's eating like there's something that i like how he used that you have food i have food that you do not know of and it's just like He's consuming something delicious, even if it's not in the physical form. He, there's something that he's looking forward to, and he's he's partaking in that at all times. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and um, my my experience sounds like this is what you're describing. Like we miss the goodness of God because we're not expecting it, and instead we kind of go to our own means of when I'm tired and hungry and in an uncomfortable situation. Am I going to expect God in relationship or am I going to go to isolation on my phone Yeah. or isolation in like I need to take a nap or isolation in, you know, chocolate or whatever the vice is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's in a, to, what that speaks to me is going back to the perspective thing. It's like, OK, I have this situation in front of me. And the environment around me, what I'm experiencing may not be comfortable, but what am I expecting? Mm-hmm. And it's that, that's been a discipline that I've been using ever since we learned about this three months ago to encounter in, in these situations in my daily life at work with my wife, um, running errands, you know, with, with church. With having two twins. You're trying to figure out how to keep alive. Yes, with the <laughs> nurses and all that stuff. Oof, that's some work. Yeah, I've never had twins. I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I think I think that there are two elements here in hopeful expectation. You're describing the first one of our internal posture of expecting God's goodness, like that He's actively involved. But then the second component of this is how it plays out in relationship, and I think what I see in the life of Jesus, because Jesus is constantly dealing with disappointment. Like he even had one of his closest disciples betray him to death. Mm -hmm. He had people actively trying to kill him over the course of his adult life. And so there's an element of disappointment. And what I see in Jesus is he's expecting the goodness of God to actually be played out in addition in his relationships around him. Mm -hmm. Or even in the Garden of Gethsemane, like, he has the ability to go and pray, and yet he desires the companionship and the goodness of God in his disciples, yeah. Peter, James, and John, and, and I'm sure the other, other nine as well. 
And so I'm curious uh, in your experience as kind of your internal world is upgrading to expecting God. How has that played out in seeing the goodness of God in your relationships? I could go a couple ways here, but I think, I think at work, I think that's the most obvious one. Um, it's the most constant one where even, even from the very get go on a week, on a work day, I wake up early in the morning and as soon as I hit my alarm, what's the first thought that I'm thinking? Is it, is it, oh, I'm dreading what's about to happen or is it, oh, I can't wait to encounter the goodness of God. The circumstances aren't changing. Come on. I'm still clocking in. I'm still doing my job. But with what perspective am I I doing it? And it's changed the way I perceive my coworkers. It's changed the way I interact with them. It's changed the way I interact with the the job in front of me, Um, my the the clients, the customers, and I. I want to say that it's making a difference. I there's no no judge right now that's telling me <laughs> that it's changed. I think the the closest thing to that would be would be my wife. You know, she's she sees me at my best and at my worst and you know um you know there's grace for her when she sees me at my worst and she I I I hope that she could be able to say, "Yes, I've I've seen you." Uh, have this perspective for goodness. I've seen you have this perspective for uh, experiencing the goodness of God. And when we give and receive between the two, mm-hmm. you know, she gives and I receive and I give and she receives. It's just, it's just heaven right there. Totally. And I think, I think what I love in an ideal world and what you're describing with your wife is uh, it's not a transaction. Yeah. It's not dependent on her. It's dependent on you expecting God and even if she's having a rough day or she doesn't respond in kind you still get God yeah which is it's it like frees us up to live as victims to circumstances or to disappointment or to you know fill in the blank oh that's so hard (laughs) is God really that good yeah I think he I think he is I know and it I don't know it's just what what do you find your comfort in? Do you find your comfort in being the victim? Or do you have the f- faith? I think that's the rubbing point for me. Do I have the faith to believe that I'm receiving a reward for having faith to encounter God's goodness? Yeah. You know, there's... Because there is some comfort in being being victimized. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no. I, I One of the, the words that's come out as we've been talking about this, you know, amongst our team is, is complaining is kind of that language of victimhood Hmm. like i can't really necessarily do anything about it so i'm just going to talk about it and invite people to kind of join me in my agony Hmm. if that makes sense and this one's been big as we've been talking about this with specifically our older two kids you know in middle school and high school because they're finding that this is just commonplace amongst you know the kids is just complaint and i mean it's true of adults too and asking them, hey, are what does it look like for you to be in this culture, which you can't get away from, expecting God? And both of them have had significant moments over the course of you know, their relationships where they're running into this question of, am I going to choose to believe I'm connected to God and He's actively engaged? 
or am I just going to try and cope yeah. and exist? Oof. And you can tell when they come home from school and they've been coping because they're kind of like weighty. They're kind of like their hearts are blah. Like mm-hmm. they don't really want to talk. They want to get a snack and just kind of like blah. Mm-hmm. And when they come home and they've been generally engaged with the goodness of God, which again, we're making it sound so spiritual. It's not. It's it's just, it's a belief on the inside that's mm-hmm. like dictating everything. Like they come home alive and wanting to be connected, wanting to, you know, just be present like you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's, that's been a big one in our home. But I want to I want to zero it back in on the first 20 minutes of the day because I think every single person that listens to this can relate to the first 20 minutes of the day. And so can you kind of share a little bit more of what is your internal uh are you just perfect? Like every time you wake up, you've just gotten to the place where you win the first 20 minutes or what does that look like in your relationship with God? <laughs> Oof. No. Not perfect. Um, Just most days. <laughs> man, I, I strive for it. I don't know if that's a healthy goal. <laughs> but um, I guess maybe more specific would be, what has the repentance journey looked like yeah. over the last four months? Yeah. Um, I think that the repentance journey has looked like just being being aware that with God I can just be vulnerable, I can just repent and his his forgiveness is is that. You know, he it's so it's so I don't want to say instantaneous cuz it sounds uh flippant, but it's it's so real and it's so final, mm. you know? Um and so understanding that about repentance when I catch myself not believing God, not ex- not being hopefully expectant to experience His goodness, um, it gives me the freedom to actually get back on track. And so, I think the signposts along the way that tell me that I'm not doing well are what you're describing with your kids. It's like, oh, all I want to do is just hide from this situation. All I want to do is get my work done as quickly as possible and clock out and go home. All I want to do is take a nap or. All I want to do is eat this cookie. And it's, I'm looking for things outside of myself to fill that comfort. They're not always bad. And I, my wife and I were talking about it earlier today. It's like sometimes what we go to isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself, but what's the motive that you're going to? Yeah, totally. And so when I when I catch myself in those in those patterns, I'm like, something's off. I don't think I'm believing to expect God's goodness. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's so good. And I think even in the first hour, the second hour, the third hour, when you run into these signposts, um, do you find yourself able to repent quickly? Or do you, like, how long does it take you to get back maybe centered on the goodness of God? Yeah. Like Um, at work or wherever you're at? I guess it depends on the day. You know, it depends on, it, it, it it takes energy. I think that's what I'm, discovering in myself it takes energy to refocus my mind you know set my mind on god's goodness Mm. and and when i don't want to put the work in on the front end it it i stray more times Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the day 
But then I get back. I'm like, hey, Lord, I'm sorry. Hey, can I, I, ex- I want to experience your goodness right now. I want to experience your goodness in my coworker. God, what do you see about this coworker? And it, it takes me uh, grabbing, grabbing my, my awareness, my, my thoughts, you know, and, and, and really forcing them into this direction um, in order to, to get back on track. Yeah, I think, I think self-control is probably what I think of when I think of you in your ability to consistently repent quickly and do the work of addressing your belief because you're, you're describing, hey, my, my coworker or this job is irritating and it's causing strife inside of me and I'm getting upset, but I, I seen you consistently repent quickly. Okay, God is here. He's put value on this person, on this job, on this client. And so I'm going to recenter. And I think oftentimes we imagine that and function in some sort of purgatory. Mm. Like I missed it today. And mm. so today's just kind of a wash. Yeah. And I'll just get through it and I'll try again tomorrow. And I find that to be so overwhelming yeah. to our spiritual formation and to our, our lives and gone. Yeah, no, it's 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 like, hey, forgiveness is available right now. Immediate. Like if you're about to fall asleep, it's still available for you for that day. Absolutely. It's crazy. So yeah. good. Okay. We'll just kind of wrapping this thing up. Um, as we're talking hopeful expectation, we are looking to discover and offer God's goodness. It's kind of two part. The first thing is really our internal posture of expecting God's goodness. Mm-hmm. The way that, and the second part is how that plays out in relationship. Is, am I expecting God's goodness in this relationship and even more than that offering what I have inside of me. And so if you're listening to this for the first time and you're looking to, hey, how do I start putting this into practice? What is one thing that you would encourage people to do to start practicing the relational value of hopeful expectation? Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a story for that. Let's and, hear it. And I hope it speaks to people. But uh, when we were learning about this, uh, Robin had this amazing game that we participated in and uh, the morning we showed up to the house and we're talking about it she said okay everybody stand up i've hitting something good for everybody around the house mm-hmm. and and we're like what okay and so it, it builds this expectation of okay there's something for me to find uh, something and it builds excitement and as we start looking around this room um we start finding a dollar bill and she, and she's like, I have a dollar bill for everybody hidden around this the, the room, and so we just you know pulling up cushions and, um, uh, you know pictures and whatever was in the room, and we start finding these dollar bills, and it became this fun game. And once our once our mindset changed to oh, there's actually something of value here that I can discover, hmm. it, it we were all in. You know, yes. everyone was looking. It was very exciting. It was very fun. And it was a small, you know, five minute exercise, mm-hmm. but that stuck with me so hard because that's it. like I said. I mean, for me, the way I'm gritting this value is is perspective. What is my pers- what am I pers- expecting to encounter today? And it's like, okay, I I believe God is big enough that I can encounter His goodness no matter what my circumstances look like. Cool. So this week, then it would be. Uh, the invitation to 
let's say, let's just take it for work or, you know, in your home. Like, ask yourself the question, hey, do you believe God has goodness and has gone before you at work or -hmm. in your home? Mm -hmm. And letting that be the starting point to putting this into practice. Yes. And maybe it's dollar bills. Maybe it's actual dollar bills. Maybe it's Benjamin's. Hey, you know what's good, cool about that story? What? So I I had that dollar bill in my wallet in the next week or, you know, soon after somebody was in a jam, they ran out of gas at the gas station. And that's, I mean, I only had a dollar, but. You were like, one dollar. I received it and I gave it away (laughs) and it felt so good. Oh, that's awesome. I don't think Robin knows that. I'll have to tell her. (laughs) All right, Gabe. Well, again, congrats on your, uh, you know, uh, multiplying family, bro. Thank you. Proud of you, man. Thanks for being in this with us. And uh, to everyone listening, thanks for jumping in. A hopeful expectation. The invite this week is ask yourself the question, are you believing that God's goodness is available and that he's gone before you at work, in your home, whatever your situation is today? And let that be the launching point for hopeful expectation. Boom. See you at the next episode. Bye.